Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. I do these land fests like every every six months or so. Some of the people that are showing up are are regulars. There's always new people. It's just Halo ties it all together. All right, hi, I'm Blackstar. Yes, Black Star. Uh, the one you know and love. Cyber Freak. Cyber Freak. Arizona. That's Shishka. I'm Shishka. Nice hey. to meet you all. Uh, uh, Mr. Sacramento. Smiley. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Smiley. Brian from Bungie. We got someone from Bungie here. That's right. Whoa. 35, 40 people here, and they're all about Halo, and they all post on these online forums, and they're all like these these internet beings that like we finally get to shake hands with. We have this game going here, which is 16. Downstairs, I was just down there. They probably by now have at least a 16 game going on. They keep on bringing in more stuff, and it seems to be expanding. I'm here to talk about my, this is the thing, right? So we talk about like, you know, Josh is a multiplayer guy, I'm a campaign guy. But if multiplayer was restricted to LAN only, I think more people, including myself, would see myself as a multiplayer person because I love Halo LAN. I love, I even love Halo split screen multiplayer. Now, I don't really do that anymore. And for the most part, you know, most people, including myself, don't really like doing split screen multiplayer because... The screen split four ways and you you know but then again at land parties you typically do that as well but like just local land uh i love multiplayer so much more when it's not online same goes for like nintendo systems and like playing little party games and mario kart and stuff i like being in the same room with people so uh, and that's one of the reasons why halo 2 stands up there as, as my favorite game of all time is because it's a game that offered so much for me it's got that story it's got the it had the online multiplayer but also had the LAN, and, and even today, the most common LANs we've done has been Halo 2. I look forward to a future where we can do a Halo Infinite one, because now it's finally time to do Halo Infinite, you know, LAN. It, 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 it is. There is split-screen in Halo Infinite, believe it or not, for the multiplayer. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about LAN parties uh, for Halo and just our experiences with that. Um, I remember yeah, when I first, like, first discovered the Xbox, and it had this port in the back of it. I thought to myself... That What's port's that? bigger than a. I was like, that port's bigger than a dial-up cord. I don't. I don't understand what that's for. Like, do I need to get an adapter so I can hook my dial-up cord into that? Because that's too too large of a slot. But uh, mm. I ended up finding out 
it kind of blew my mind uh, over, over time um, that, you know, I, originally I thought, okay, that's for the internet. But then I found, well, guess what? You can hook your Xbox into a friend's Xbox, and then the two of you can play with your own Xboxes, consoles, and controllers together. And that kind of blew my mind. And I think oh, yeah. one of the things that just... One of the things that made LAN such a huge deal for Xbox original owners back when the Xbox was the new thing is it gave a whole new subsection of gamers. It let them in on that excitement that was PC LAN gaming, which was such a highbrow, more... It was usually older... When I say older, I mean teenagers, young adults. It was typically more teenagers, young adults, because how many kids owned a good gaming PC that... Could, they could go do go do land with. Oh people, yeah, you had to be like Macaulay Culkin, Richie Rich to have that kind of. Pretty much, yeah. pretty much. So it was it, it led a whole new group of people in on this this experience of like linking your computers together and playing like instead of instead of playing like Quake or Unreal Tournament over your PC together at some like convention, it was you and your buddies getting your your Xbox, your dedicated Halo box come over and connect them together and, and play split screen or, or, or play and just land through multiple consoles. Uh, Josh, what was your first experience discovering land slash playing land? Oh, Halo? man, yeah. Uh, we did, what was it, when J.J. Abrams played Halo, there's an episode we did where I talked about this in full. So if you guys want to hear the full story, go listen to that. It was a really fun time to record that. That shameless plug. <laughs> but uh, let's see, the first time I ever heard of it, I think, was actually people talking about Goldeneye. Um, just in terms of the four-player split screen more so where people mm. would gather together and play multiplayer itself. But in terms of System Link stuff, I just recall being in EB Games and seeing System Link cords that they were selling. I didn't understand that it was the same as an Ethernet cord, but it was just they labeled it as System Link, yeah. you know, because that was the, the branding at the time. And uh, then I started seeing, I've said this numerous times, I started seeing the ads like in GamePro where they had a two-page spread. I remember talking about people playing Combat Evolved together in rooms and I'm like they're playing multiplayer like where you just shoot each other like where's the fun in that there's no story and uh, it didn't grab me and then fast forward um, it's 2000 it, sometime after Halo 2 released and uh, I had a next door neighbor named JJ that I would go over and hang out with and one day I was hanging out with him in the basement we're playing some games and a couple I had at the time like NBA Street Volume 2 that one um, a couple other like sports games and stuff and he had two younger brothers, and I said, you know, do you guys want to play anything? And they're like, yeah. And I think JJ was like, is there anything we can all play together? And I'm like, well, the only thing is, is like Halo 2, but that's just multiplayer. And he's like, well, are you cool with that? And I was like, yeah. And we had enough controllers between the two of us. So we load up Ascension, and we just do, like, Slayer. And I'm killing them all. Like, and granted, it's because I'm the one that owns Halo. So I got the campaign experience I'm coming off of. Um, I annihilate them all. And the part of me that grew up playing basketball that was into sports starts to scratch this weird competitive itch. And I'm like, huh. Like, my brain's like, huh, this is this is fun. I didn't know this could be fun. And then, like, a day or two later, we hook up two TVs outside, like, back-to-back in the front yard of his house. And we're sitting there playing. It's almost like pickup games. And people are coming by. Kids are riding their bikes up and down the streets. And are like, you know, I got next. Let me get in on it. And again, I'm slaying everyone. We're playing on different maps now and stuff, but I'm slaying everyone. And for me at the time, I'm like, this is amazing. I feel so good about myself because yep. uh, I'm sniping all these people and stuff like that. Uh, but it's only because I'm the one that's primarily playing Halo. So um, I'll, I'll go more into the story as we, we get on with the episode. But um, 
this basically started and would start my love of Halo, like my real obsession with it, because we went, started going from house to house, trying to, we spent like a whole entire year spending every weekend playing LAN parties when we could, uh, being on the phone, hey, do you got an Xbox you can bring, do you got, are you bringing your copy of Halo 2, how many controllers do you have, are you coming, are you bringing root beer, you know, are we getting pizza, what are we doing for food, whose house are we staying at? It became like the thing, the event to do around the neighborhood, and uh, that took off into Xbox Live. So it went from LAN parties right into that, and yeah. where I am today. Yeah, man. Oh, what such, about such you, a though, long, Brian? Where did you get your such start? a long history with uh, with Halo LAN parties? I mean, my yeah. first full on Halo LAN party was actually at Kyle's house for his fifteenth birthday. I've told this on the podcast before, but it was so neat because it was Kyle was turning fifteen, and he had got. Uh, he had loaned his dad loaned um, giant church like conference tables and chairs like fold up chairs for their basement so they could set up all these TVs and Xboxes. So I think we right, had like right. two or three big conference tables and then all the fold up chairs and then there was I think six total TVs and six Xboxes. It might have been four, but I feel like there was more than four. I think it was six. And I remember showing up because I had gotten my Xbox prior in the year. And they needed my Xbox to, you know, to have enough to do everything. And so I brought my Xbox. And I remember getting there and seeing all these TVs set up and all these tables. And then in the center of the tables was this little, like, Xbox-branded System Link hub. And I remember just being mind-blown by that because as a, as a what was I, 11, 12-year-old, I was like, what? That's one of those plugs, those little boxes that you all plug your Xboxes into. Right. And it connects all four of them. And I'm just like, this is so epic. The future this is, so is cool. now. Yeah. And so I, I set my Xbox up, plugged it into the hub, and like plug it into that hub. It was like, it was like plugging into the internet almost. It's like, this hub connects me to the world of the other five Xboxes in the room. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and now you could see everyone's games pop up on your menu right. yeah. and, and other people's characters. Uh, this is the iconic, you know, story I've told multiple times where I was an idiot being 12 years old, but I named my character Farting Jesus, and this other guy in the room had named his character Suck a Chicka Daddy Leg. <laughs> so, well, everyone had these cool character names like Skull Ninja and, you know, Spartan Warrior 92 or whatever. Then you had running around the map with Suck a Chicka Daddy Leg and farting jesus which completely of course because i was always here's the thing is like i was never popular in school i was never the kid who was picked first i was often not the best friend i was a friend um so for They're me lost, uh, self self-deprecating humor became my thing i also got really it, it took me a long time to go through puberty so i was a really chunky kid for for probably f- close to five years mm-hmm. and i got made fun of so mm-hmm. self-deprecating humor became my thing so that's that's part of the reason why i named my character farting jesus right because like i'm going to a competitive land party with halo but i know i'm not the coolest kid in the room i'm no i know that no one thinks i'm the coolest kid in the room so how do i get boy how the times have changed I, that would be different now that's great well, well maybe it definitely better oh um shush. <laughs> uh, Josh is like you little. No, uh, every time I've been in a, uh, a thing with Brian at land party since Brian completely takes over with conversations, and it's entertaining as hell. But continue. Well, I think there is an element to this goes for everyone. This isn't just me. I think there's an element like as you grow up and you you become your own person mm-hmm. and you mature, and people start to see the value in a person being 
having their own personality, having their own. You get like, more confident school, about showing that too, you know, yeah. just being confident you're in, in school, yourself. A lot of times everyone tries to put themselves in sections, right? Like right. Clicks. you're the cool sports guy, you're the gothy metal guy, you're NWO you know, Wolfpack. Yeah, you know, but then when you get a little, you get <laughs> Josh making references that I clearly don't understand. Um, but uh, then when you get a little older, it's just like it's less about what click you're in and more like what kind of person you are. So right, uh, right. yeah, as the years went on, yeah, it definitely was better. But at this time, so yeah, so I made my character farting Jesus. I also knew it wasn't going to be the best player in the room, uh, so I just do silly shit and stuff. But it ended up being this all night birthday party of drinking soda and uh, eating pizza and having cake. Staying up all night yeah, playing yeah. Halo 2. Um, and I, I remember Suck a Chicken Daddy Leg, the guy who, his name's Zach, he, the guy who played that, uh, he wore a he wore a legend, a Halo 2 legendary t-shirt. And he would laugh because he's like, I've never even beat Heroic. You know, he's wearing this Halo 2 legendary <laughs> campaign t-shirt. And yeah. it was such a great time uh, playing all night. That was, that was back when, because now I'm just like, I'm tired, I'm going to bed. But back then it was like, I fought sleep. I wanted to experience yeah. the all night affair and, and I did I stayed up the entire night literally into the next day I remember my parents had to pick me up the following morning I never had went to sleep and they picked me up and we had to go straight to my little brother's soccer game and there was no time to take me home they, my parents were like it's not our fault that you stayed up all night I'm not taking you home first right so I remember having they went out they t- went to my brother's soccer game and I said I'm gonna stay in the car and I remember staying in the car my parents had got us McDonald's for breakfast and I remember being Great in the choice. warm being in the warm car after eating a breakfast croissant or whatever from McDonald's and just having this horrendous feeling of like I haven't slept all night it's a warm car I had McDonald's I'm tired I drink soda all night it was an awful feeling yeah. which of course I didn't regret at all because I'm like that was an epic night but it was just an awful feeling but well, going back you hate that everything else like all the other obligations are there now you're like I want to forsake yeah yeah it's like now so life continues that was worth it yeah. Exactly. Well, I Brian, was that uh, was that was that a uh, eureka moment for you with Halo itself, or, or System Links, or anything like that, or did well, it come later? Um, in a mo- in a sense, it was, but like it also felt like at that time in my life, you can understand with like no money, no job, no car. Yeah. Um, that felt like I was just lucky to be there. Like I didn't think I'd get to do any more land experiences mm. because, gotcha. you know, I don't have that stuff. But that was it was an awesome night. Uh, I remember there was this one guy who was kind of a hard ass at the party, like the kind of guy you would. There's always one of those at a land party. Yeah, and I love and targeting I kept, them. Not he was on my team. <laughs> yeah, he was on my team, and I kept betraying him. Just, just because I wanted to have him be betrayed by farting Jesus, I thought that'd be hilarious. <laughs> and uh, the first couple times I betrayed him, I played it off as an accident, and he was like, "Dude, what the hell?" I'm, like, I'm sorry, it's an accident. And the third time I did it, he looked at me and he was like, "If you do that one more time, I'm gonna beat your ass." And I, in real life, and I laughed yeah. it off like I wasn't worried, but then I, to myself, I'm like, "I ain't gonna do that anymore. I don't want to." <laughs> you know. But it was funny, like betraying him was part. He was getting so worked you were betrayed up about by it. farting Jesus. Farting Jesus, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I, yeah, it was great times. I get it. Uh, I, I remember. I remember like. I remember like half the party went to sleep at like two a.m. But then there was like four guys, four or five guys, which I was one of them, who was like, "I am not going to sleep. I'm playing Halo Two all night long." So we oh, would just yeah. play. Yeah. Uh, and I remember there being what, what's that big map you always talk about? Uh, the the winter map from the DLC that we love. Containment uh, from Halo Two. Was it containment? containment? Yeah, we. I remember us being on containment. There was only like five of us left, and that map's so huge. It was just right. hard to find each other. Yeah, but it was an awesome, awesome experience. Um, so that was when Josh, or that was no, when Kyle was fifteen. I would have been thirteen. 
So at that time, I think it was quite... I, I, I wonder if I'm misremembering it, but like, was that the last time I had a LAN party prior to owning my own house? Because that's a long, that's a big gap. It sounds like you did more LAN parties wow, as definitely. a kid, Josh. Yeah. I can't I can't recall if we had any more since then. I know my brothers and I would do like connecting our consoles and playing together, but I don't know if we ever had like a full official one. Oh wow! Uh, but I'll, I'll get to my next big like land party comeback after I let you kind of go through like share sure. some of your experiences. Josh. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I went from that point at JJ's to starting to try to figure out, okay, where can we do this on a consistent basis? This had never been done before with any of our friends. Uh, myself, this was a completely new thing. All I wanted to do was play Halo 2 multiplayer with my friends. Um, so much so that in the weeks, you know, I, I was I was a, a troubled youth, so I didn't go to school a lot, had a lot of anxiety. Um, so around this time, I was like, fighting to go to school and I would stay home sick and you know quote unquote and I would play through the Halo 2 campaign on Legendary trying to get past the first you know Cairo station just uh, just to sort of test myself I, t- I convinced myself that if I could beat this on uh, Legendary then I would never be beaten in LAN party because this is the ultimate test and then I would yeah. also spend a lot of time just running around the maps um, just learning the weapon locations and stuff like that and also just daydreaming like i was you know this wasn't at a time when i really had wide internet access that's why i was doing LAN. so um i i wasn't in a place in my life where i could go online and talk to other people who were playing halo um i couldn't just throw on like the halo 2 soundtrack i didn't have it yet but this was around a time when my obsession with halo and 2 in particular really took full force because i was going out to buy like the strategy guide um there was like an oxm version of the strategy guide which i love to still have to this day um i did eventually get volume one of the soundtrack which i thought was mind-blowing at the time because it said volume one i'm like oh there's two of these there's more um and uh I remember on there was a copy of Combat Evolved, one of the versions of the disc that would print that gave you the uh, demo of the Halo 2 one that they showed at E3, the canceled level. Mm. And I would watch that. And, uh, you know, of course, I would just have marathons of watching the Halo 2 making of Doc. So I would just run around on those maps day- daydreaming about all the fun I was going to have later that weekend. And <laughs> we had this funny story about uh, my friend. I get this friend in high school uh, named Kevin. And Kevin's a good, a good dude, great guy, and he's he's like, we can have it at my grandma's house. And at this point in time, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm getting too ahead of myself, but I gotta try to sum some of this up, otherwise we'll be here way too long. Um, I started going to Kevin's house, and I'm playing with him and his brother Philip. We get this one friend over one day named Jordan, and I think he makes a character like that, sucking chicky dad in the legs, named Monquisha Shanene. And <laughs> why I remember that guy is because uh, I mean he was a good dude. But I remember specifically we were getting so absurd and like screaming and yelling that he knocked over a plant and then we were all like, we thought we were going to get our asses beat. And it was just yep. some of those memories you have when you're young and you're doing this stuff. But what's cool is um, I had this cool, I had this friend in, in school named Eric and uh, I didn't really know him super well yet. Like we, we talked at school, but we didn't really hang out. Kevin is like me. He's getting motivated. He wants to go through this list. He's like, all right, I'm listing all these people I'm going to go ask at school on Monday if they want to come over this weekend and play. And I was like, yeah, do it. And he goes through this list. I guess no one really worked out. Well, then Eric, he asks, and Eric is like, yeah, absolutely. Eric comes over, and we take the system link cord, and Philip and um, Kevin are playing in the living room. 
and then Eric and I are playing in their bedroom, and the cable's running underneath the door. Mm. So the door's closed, yep. and we're doing 2v2 snipers on Kowag. Yeah. And up to, I think it was just to 50, and it took forever to get there. And I remember Philip was really good, and that's when I first felt like challenged, and I was like, I gotta beat, I gotta beat this guy. And Eric and I just start talking as we're playing, kind of like Brian and I uh, off air. A lot of times when we play games, we start to ramble about stuff and have conversations. Well, then it gets to a point we start taking the lead because we were losing for the longest time, and it just felt really good because afterwards Philip was like, "Oh, I was getting bored," and I was like, uh-huh. "Whatever, Philip, you liar." So anyway, we get Kevin. You know, we can't have it really there anymore because just too many kids um, taking up space in there. And then uh, Kevin's like, "We can go to my grandma's," and we're like, "Okay." So then we get my friend Nate into the fold, and then we go to his grandma's. Turns out he's got twin grandmas. I have never, to this day, prior <laughs> or after, seen twin grandmas in my life. So uh, I'm being completely immature, referring to my 15-year-old self when I say it absolutely scared the shit out of us. Kevin, if you're listening, I'm sorry, and I love you, but it scared the shit out of us. And <laughs> tale of twin grandmas. Yeah, we didn't stay there for too long. I'll just say that. We didn't stay there for too long. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we go to Nate's, or we, we went to Nate's house, and this is where I really got to have a lot of fun. I got to befriend his family. They let us come over there like every weekend, so we would all go over there. We'd have a couple friends that would rotate in and out, but we would stay up as long as possible, trying to play as much as possible. Um, I can remember specifically playing on maps like Burial Mounds. I had such great times playing CTF uh, locally with that on that map. Um, you know, and especially when some of the multiplayer maps that map pack stuff came out, like Turf, um, had a blast on that. Um, and some of the other normal ones, like Beaver Creek and stuff like that, Lockout, obviously, Sanctuary. But um, it was just a, a common thing. And we tried in this period, I remember renting other games that had four player co op, um, anything we could think of, because Halo 2, we thought, was like the tip of the iceberg. We thought there was like so much room to explore this type of experience. Mm-hmm. And you know you'd already reached the top. We reached the topper most of the popper most with Halo 2, baby. There was nothing that ever came close. And we tried one day to play, it was a game called Far Cry Instincts Predator because they yeah. you could make your own maps and all this stuff. Well, I remember we both rented, uh, Eric and I rented each a copy and we're thinking this is enough because we can have four people on each screen. Yeah. It's eight. We're covered. Turned out you can only do one person per screen, like Halo Five style, and I was like, uh, "Well, <laughs> back to Halo Two. Yep, sucks to be you guys, Ubisoft." And uh, it just never took off. And in, in our head canon, it, we were like convinced that that game was never going to take off, and still hasn't taken off because it didn't do what Halo Two did already, like just a yep. few years prior. But um, we went from there to um, my friend Chris's house. I told this story before on the podcast. Um, one day we needed an extra copy of Halo Two, and our uh, Chris, or I'm sorry. Uh, Chris's oh, next door bastard. neighbor. Yeah, Chris's next door neighbor. Paul had a copy of it for whatever reason. He was in a bad mood that day. Uh, he didn't want to come over. Eric and I go over to talk to him, try to convince him, and eventually Paul relents and gives me his limited edition copy of Halo Two. And we're like, yes, thank you, Paul. Love you, man. So cool. You're great. We walk over across the street. I'm sitting down as we're all kind of gathered around and we're all just talking, getting ready to get started. I open it up, and it's a copy of the Animatrix on DVD. And this isn't what kills it. This isn't what does it for me. Is when I I see that and I look underneath it, thinking it might be, it, there might be the disc there underneath the animatrix. No, it's just the making of DVD. So then I look up and I look over across the street and I see standing in the window, Paul with the biggest shit eating grin on his face, and I have, 
I was so <laughs> mad at that dude. See, this but is a risky was... move because does he not know that you could either break his animatrix or make it of disc or just <laughs> I never his even case? thought of doing that, but I can't believe that looking back. I should have been like, you know, holding it up. You know, like, it. A, like it's almost like a gunpoint, and I'm like, I will do this. I will shatter your dreams into the matrix. Wake up, you know. But um, I just picture him across the street looking at you like Noah looked at me when I farted on his pizza. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'll say this, and then we can switch it over to you because you'll be able to relate in your own way with Lincoln Park. But um, what happened through these LAN parties is we eventually started to play specific albums, soundtracks, things that became synonymous with. Uh, Halo land experiences. We were trying to pass the time because we were staying up till like four or five in the morning. Sometimes the sun came up and we were like uh, dead tired with zombie eyes, but we're staring there trying to finish um, this back and forth multiplex CTF on Coag or something like that. And we would have Eiffel 65, Euro Pop. I remember the Killers, Hot Fuss. Um, we'd have the Halo 2 soundtrack. We'd have other like burnt CDs with like random songs on it. Lincoln Park was you know there here and there through some of the tracks and stuff like that. But um, all that stuff kind of served to make it fun for me. It was really cool. I got to look forward every weekend to getting to hang out with my friends, and it was always going to be Halo 2. When the multiplayer map pack came out, it was like a big event for us. Uh, you know, even though we never really had more than like maybe six of us at, at most at a time, yeah. um, it was always just super fun. And uh, we'll get into the Xbox Live aspect, but. Uh, I mean, the music made a part of it. To this day, I listen to some of those albums, and they I think of Halo 2, and just, like, even when I play Halo 2, I think about putting that music on to, to listen yeah. to it. So, and you had that with the Killers, correct? Or not Killers, I had that. You had that with Linkin Park, right? Yeah, Linkin Park's a big one. But, yeah, it's kind of crazy how the, the journey from there, right? Because, like, so I, I had my first LAN party at Kyle's. Uh, that would have been 2005, I think. So Halo 2 is, you know, relatively new, you know, not too long after that, we moved to a different city, which was like 20 minutes away. Uh, I went to a different school. Uh, Halo 3 came out, played Halo 3. You know, everyone moved to Halo 3. Didn't do any LAN parties, though. Like, I just played the campaign, played online. Everyone pretty much moved to online. I guess that's the big thing that happened, right? Once Halo 3 came out, everyone was pretty much online more than... I mean, people were playing online during Halo 2, but there was a lot more local matches during the Halo 2 times than 3. Right. 360... And, and PS3, but mostly 360, really made the online gaming a mainstay thing. So Halo 3 came out, and then, you know, obviously ODST didn't really have, you know, multiplayer of its own. And then Reach came out, played that online. Well, then by the time Reach comes out, I've graduated from high school. You know, I'm, I'm not an adult now. Uh, time goes on. You know, pe people move on their other directions. People go to college. People move away. Um, then 2012 comes around. That's Halo 4. A lot of people aren't interested in Halo anymore. A lot of people don't even know that Halo 4 is coming out. They don't know that Bungie's not working on it. Uh, you know, so Halo 4 comes out. Um, that's a game I really enjoyed. You know, Josh wasn't currently really big into Halo when that came out. Mm -hmm. You know, Kyle, my friend Kyle, wasn't really either at that. At the, well, actually, I don't know. He ended up getting into Halo 4 very quickly. But basically, the point is. You know, we were adults and people had moved on and then the internet was a big thing. So LAN parties really hadn't been a thing. Well, then after Halo 4, a couple years later, MCC comes out. And um, oh, with MCC, that's, I guess I guess what you could say, Josh, is that's, that's kind of the, the inception of like starting back up the LAN party is when me and Josh had that fateful discussion about Halo 4 and we started hanging out and getting excited for MCC. We started 
having little mini mini land parties at my house or my parents' house in the basement yeah, all year man, long. Yeah. It was usually four TVs and four to six people. So I guess really kind of the same size <laughs> yeah. as what Josh's parties were when he was younger. Yeah, and for more or less. Yeah, really it was. Uh, it wasn't as organized, but it was usually like me and my brother. Uh, Justin and his cousin Josh, and then sometimes Noah, my other brother, and we'd play all year long, getting prepared for MCC. We'd pop in Reach, we'd pop in Halo Two, Three, Four, whatever. Well, not two really, because uh, two was you know there right. was no MCC. Any three sixty one, we could get our hands on. Any three sixty one, yeah. And then the plan was like, once MCC comes out, we're going, we're going to do this more. It's going to be yeah. bigger, better, more land stuff. Well, as you know, we've been through this many times in the podcast. MCC came out, it was broken, didn't work, and then. Basically, as we've also covered, that disappointment kind of rolled right into, well, here's Halo 5, and we really like Halo 5's beta, and uh, okay, now we're going to wait for Halo 5. And then, so the next year became playing Halo and getting excited for Halo 5. Halo 5 comes out, you know, it's uh, it, it only has the one player per screen thing, and we're, I was really disappointed. Most people were disappointed in the campaign the story, and then comes that the dark times of... You know, for me primarily, but for, for both of us, but for me more so, of just like really getting out of Halo for a little bit because yeah. it was just this build up of you know with MCC there was some disappointment and then Halo Five was really disappointing, and then the, and then also you know we're getting older like I've said and uh, a lot changed for me personally right after Halo Five because I got out of Halo the following year I went through some phases I went through drinking I've mentioned that before with Josh I had this year of like drinking a lot and then I bought a house and I moved into my own house. And I got out of the drinking thing pretty quickly. It was like just a little phase. And then it, it got us to 27... Or I started dating a girl at the end of 2016. So like I said, a lot of, a lot of changes. Halo 5 disappoints me. Changes. Uh, don't face the change. Ch-ch-changes. Oh, shit, I didn't know you do a Bowie song, dude. That's don't want to be an original. <laughs> wow. Man, that's uh, cool, man. Yeah, but this is all I on like topic that. to the land party, right? So yeah. then I get to... Uh, so 2016, you got the... you know um, I'm out of Halo... I start drinking. I get a girlfriend for the first time in six years. And then I go into 2017. And I get into 2017. The drinking's over. I've lived in my house for, uh, I don't know, six months or so, six months to a year. And me and my girlfriend break up. And I didn't want to break up. Well, I did, but I didn't. Long story. We've covered, we've talked about it a little bit before, too. It was a, it was a sad breakup. So it gets to 2017. And, you know, I've gotten older. Halo's disappointed. The drinking phase is coming gone. The girlfriend's coming gone. What do I want to do? And it's kind of like this reevaluation moment. And I'm like, I'm finally in the position to be that guy who sets up the land party again. I have the money. I have the house. I have the time. And I miss those days. And even though the last Halo game really disappointed me, I just want to go back and remember the good days. I'm like, I want to do a land party, and I want it to be Halo 2. I don't care what the newest Halo is. I don't care if Halo 3 can also be land. I want to do Halo 2. So I pitched this idea to a couple friends, and I went on Facebook and made a Facebook group, and it was the front cover of Halo 2, and it said Halo 2 land party. And I invited everybody who I thought would come. And pretty quickly after a while, people just started checking yes. They weren't checking maybe. They were checking yes. People were asking their wives if they could request off to come to Brian's Halo 2 LAN parties. Because like it's almost like everyone had gotten older and had responsibilities, so no one was bold enough to pitch a Halo 2 LAN party because it's like we've grown out of that. We've grown out of that. You know, so uh pitched the LAN party and uh got a bunch of people to come over, set up in my house. We got I mean it was probably six, seven, eight TVs, Xboxes. I ordered like a shit ton of little Caesars pizza, soda, Noah made dips, pizza, pizza. chips and dip. Um 
and it was a great it was a great time. Uh, it was it was uh, like going back because MCC you know it worked a lot better now in 2017 than it did in 2014. Uh, mm-hmm. So we did Halo Two LAN all night, pretty much just Halo Two. Had music playing, like Josh said, you know, putting Lincoln Park on there, obviously breaking Benjamin, things that made you think of of the era of Halo Two. Had an awesome LAN party. I know this this is a little salt in the wound for Josh because Josh didn't make it to this one, so he likes to say this is a LAN party that wasn't canon. Uh, but we're getting <laughs> we're getting to the one that was. Um, but it was just a great turnout, right? And it was like, you know, I, I know that there was this deep-seated part of me that wanted to move on to marriage and kids and, and uh, like, life. But I was also, like, reflecting on the past and I'm wanting to just relive these moments. And, and so it was really, uh, really quite successful. It was an awesome time. And then it was only, what was it, just over a year later, I did the same thing. Went back on Facebook, made a group, Halo 2 front cover, Halo 2 LAN party, invited all the people again. Pretty much had the same success. Josh made it to this one as well. Uh, this one was kind of designed as, a, as as Creighton's bachelor party. My younger brother, he was about to get married. And uh, it was really cool because um, so it was the same place at my house, same people pretty much, set up all the TVs, Halo 2 LAN. And instead of Little Caesars Pizza this time, there was this pizza place locally. Me and Josh are from, I'm, I don't live there now, but we're from the Quad Cities in the uh, Illinois, Iowa area. And there's this pizza joint that me and my brother just adored called St. Giuseppe's Pizza. And it was a locally owned pizza place. We went there all the time. We knew the owner. And I told the owner, you know, I want to have your pizza for my Halo 2 LAN party. And the owner, the uh, to be fair, the, believe it or not, the owner of this pizza joint was younger than me. So he's like 24. And uh, he's like, dude, that's that's badass. You're doing that? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, let's, let's, yeah, just tell me, give me a notice. And so when it's LAN party time, this the owner of this pizza joint drives his car over to my house and delivers the pizza and he comes in and he checks out all the consoles and the cords and I remember and, and, getting and there it, and he's like inside and I'm like what the fuck are you doing here yeah, like, like, I didn't dude, the, that, the I owner of St. Giuseppe's is in Brian's house and he's what just like this, yeah. he thought it was badass dude he thought it was awesome he was like man I wish I could be here for this and this is the this I dude owned a pretty Tesla. much leaving by the time I got there. So yeah, it wasn't there yeah. more than five minutes after I got in. So, yeah. so it's like That's he, cool, he's, he's pulled up in front of my house in a Tesla, delivering us pizza, talking about how badass this is. I remember the Tesla. Yeah, it was neat. It was really neat. So uh, we had yeah. Saint Giuseppe's pizza. I loaded the fridge with soda, and we did the whole thing all over again. This would have been early 2019, uh, Halo Two mm-hmm. LAN party, and uh, just a blast, you know. And then you got some people in the room, or you know, like me and Kyle self-admit that we suck at multiplayer so we just have a good time and laugh and then you Brian's have better than he lets on though and then you have people like josh and my brother creighton who are goats at the game right and then creighton and josh would get on a team and just mop the floor with people just ridiculous uh but it was such a great time playing music uh in the background you know it's, a lot of the music was music that like and, and in a friendly way josh would give me crap because <laughs> josh was like none of this music reminds me of halo Kyle, but it's definitely brian music cal colin brian during LAN parties were like the two valets and Ferris Bueller's Day Off where they're like going off that, you know, that ramp. Or not the ramp, but you just see them like flying in that car basically oh, having yeah. the time of their just lives being, being goofy and yeah. having fun. Whereas Creighton and I were like Will Ferrell and John C. Riley and Strep- Step Brothers when they're like, we're here to fuck shit up. Yep. We were like, like Creighton we and Josh would be on separate sides of the mass with snipers like killing the whole team in a half second. And then me and Josh, me and, yeah. me and, me and, me and Kyle would be like, let's get in the Warthog and drive out in front of everyone and try to hit them. Ah, and we die and we just laugh. But it was a great time. I remember... There was this, like, I made the playlist. I see you guys do that. I'd lean into Creighton and be like, I'm, I'm going to go get rockets. Yeah, yeah. Blow these mothers up. <laughs> and I remember, uh, um, 
was going to say. Oh, yeah. So I made the playlist for Creighton because I, I, I made sure I ran it by Creighton because I didn't want it to just be music I liked. I wanted to have Creighton's music on there and music he was cool with. And I was like, here's the playlist. They got like 80 tracks or something and uh, that play during the whole land party. And I remember there was one track that just kept getting brought up because I was being an idiot. There was, uh, if you ever heard of the band, um, oh, crap, it's escaping me at the moment. Oh, what's the band? Creighton's like, oh, Primus, Primus, there it is. Is it Primus? Uh, Primus. Okay. Have you ever listened to Primus? They want to give it away. It's a very weird band, but they had this song called Too Many Puppies. Yeah. The song was playing, and I just kept going up to people at the party, being my annoying Brian self, and just going up to people's ears and being like, <laughs> too many puppies, too many puppies, too many puppies. And it just became this thing where I said it so much that other people started saying it, and just it just became kind of like a meme of just saying too many puppies. And uh, yeah. It's funny because the Halo 2 LAN party that night actually ended with... You know, because I think, you know, people who, you, you guys out there who have thrown these parties before, you know, once it gets really late and things are settling down, usually there's this moment of, like, turning the game systems off and just kind of reflecting and having a little bit of conversation before you kind of go your separate ways. And that night ended with us all getting off and then everyone gathering around me uh, to try to watch me beat, try to beat uh, Pontiff Sullivan on Dark Souls 3 as a boss that I was having trouble beating. And yeah. everyone just gathered around and tried to watch me beat him. And I actually didn't beat him until like a couple days later. I, I couldn't beat him that night. It was tough. But it was just a really great night. Uh, it was, was that 2018? 2019. 2019, okay. So it's the same year we started yeah, the so, podcast. So the one I missed was 2017? 2017, yep. Wow, yep. okay. So same same year as the podcast is when we had that land. Yeah, guys, I, if you don't mind, uh, I got a couple things I got to say. Go ahead. You made me think of, but... Uh, I'm going to have to work my way backwards so I don't forget. But, guys, Brian is so hilarious to play multiplayer with because Brian will always be enthused about it. He will have a good time doing it. But there is a part of Brian, because he loves playing campaign primarily, that he just, whatever competitive side of him is there, will mentally check out about 30 minutes into it. We might go for, like, we might go for eight hours, let's say, for a LAN party. 30 minutes into it, Brian checks out and... Brian will start doing goofy shit. So, like, bro, everyone's quiet. The first couple matches, everyone's having a good time, and everyone's like, go, 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 take the flag, take the flag. And then immediately, Brian goes from that to, I'm getting fucked. I'm getting <laughs> fucked. And the moment he does that, every time, it's become like a thing almost, even though we haven't done it in a couple years, but it started to become a thing between Brian and I, where the moment Brian starts to say, the moment Brian does something goofy like that, on the other side is me going, well, Brian's out. Yep. And then, like, Joshua I look says, over at Brian, and Brian has this, like, shading grin on his face. Like, eh, he's just, like, glazed over, and, like, he's goofy now. And everybody, and suddenly, I end like, up bringing everybody else into getting goofy. Oh, he does. And everyone else gets in on it. And, I mean, if you're, like, a shyer person, or you're more competitive, maybe you're a little more focused. But everyone's laughing. And Brian's getting the conversation going. And it was really funny because um, I went over there. Yeah, so I missed that first one. Justin hits me up. Justin texts me. I have to go to work that night. And it's like our biggest truck night at the grocery store. And Justin's like, Josh, Josh, you got to come. He's like, this is amazing. This is like the olden times, man. This is like it used to be. We got pizza and everything. You call off sick. And I was like, I cannot do that because I know my manager will absolutely like punish me like i could not like that was like if there was a time i wanted to do it and i couldn't do it that was it and i missed out on that one but then me yeah, brian tells me afterward uh this one amazing and i was like you're gonna do it again he's like yeah well it doesn't happen until 2018 i do i go over there and um this was actually the first time i got to meet kyle and that was really cool because brian you know is a real social butterfly and i am 
once um it, it, it depends it depends it varies but yeah anyway i go over there and i'm like you know what i'm gonna make this kyle guy my friend right away get ready kyle here i come and then i show up and him and i just kind of like clicked um yep. even though we're like we're different people but we clicked right away and we all just really got along and i remember you know listening to brian and kyle going back and forth and kyle was like brian's childhood friend he grew up with so it was really cool to see them two talking back and forth um and it was really cool to sit next to creighton and creighton and i were like always even though i'm a, I, you know to, i I would say I'm a little bit more social than yeah. Creighton, but we're always we were always more the introverts. I think that that um, really just wanted to play, and we didn't really want to goof around too much. Although we had our moments, but um, I remember sitting with Creighton. He's showing me these socks. I think he got for his for his wedding or his. Back, or I think his wife, well, his fiance at the time, got him, and they were like fox socks or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But I was like, Creighton, that's so cool. I'm like, you're about to get married, man. That's crazy. He's like, thanks, man. You know, he's just so soft spoken, but. Um, uh, if I can go back just a little bit real quick, um, I will say at Chris's house, there was one day, this is going to lead me back up to this, is there was uh, there was a guy coming over to one LAN party named Seth, and Seth was the kid that had Xbox Live. And when this, when I found this out, I thought, oh, here we go. This is going to be like top guy from the minor leagues going against the top guy from the major leagues. Mm-hmm. Everybody talked about Seth. Everyone talked this guy up, and I was like, I'm going to shut him down. Like get ready, Seth. You know, I was, I was, I was competitive. Still am, but I really wanted to to shut him down. Well, I, uh, Seth gets there. And Seth's like the chillest dude I've ever known in my life. Super nice, super humble, but he mops the floor with everybody. Kills everyone. Could not be a nicer guy, despite just beating all our asses. And at that point, immediately, I said, I got to get Xbox Live. I don't care what it takes. I don't know what it's gonna take. I have to get Xbox Live. I get Xbox Live, um, and this was kind of a sad point because once I got it, um, just prior, my friend Chris had got it, and I go over to his place, and I'm playing like, we're playing on Terminal, and it's 8v8 big team battle, so I experienced my first like real match of like all like a full party of people. Everyone's in the lobbies talking, got all these different mics. I'm witnessing in this moment what I saw the people at Bungie talking about on the making of DVD. And it's everything I could have dreamed of and more. And so I get it like a couple weeks later. And then around this time, everybody starts getting it. It's almost as if it was like a lightning in the bottle moment where we all were motivated. It was like a couple weeks of not going out, hanging out. Everyone was like driven to get Xbox Live because this person's getting it. Well, I got to have it. This is like a case of FOMO. And one by one, we all start popping on Xbox Live with gamer tags. Hey, do you got X- Xbox Live? Here's my gamer tag. And start playing with people i played in so many i remember going into so many matches where i would stay in the post-game lobbies talking shit to people um and i was i was terrible because i i just i was so young and i was still trying to figure out how to to, to play and stuff like that but um i was having a blast socializing with people i didn't know using the headsets and stuff like that um just a blast playing it overall but once i got out of high school that didn't really that kind of died off i thought i would never revisit it you know halo 3 came out bunch of us all got online again reunited but um something wasn't the same there because it was online versus LAN party so it was weird that xbox live in a way is what killed the LAN for us for my group but um at the same time it had obviously you know all the all the pros and everything that it did um but 
fast track, you know, several years later, getting to the point where I'm knowing Brian and yeah, we start doing stuff at his house in, in the basement. And one of the things I remembered is that Justin always has had this thing where he wanted to be positioned to be behind us. So he could see our, like, not necessarily see our screens like the screen sheet, but he just wanted to be able to, like, take it in, you know, in a wholesome way. He wanted to be able to sit and watch us and be able to see, like, where we were sitting at and everything while he's sitting there with his Xbox and stuff. And it was a really fun time riding that hype train for MCC. We'd go over there all the time, and, and Brian would sometimes, you know, hook us up with, you know, his grandma worked at Walmart, would make us subs, or we'd get, like, Brian would introduce me to what a pizzazz was, and I was like, oh, shit, once I actually make money, I'm going to get one of these. And I did, by the way, guys. But <laughs> uh, but Brian is hosting all these, and, I'm, I'm you know, he's, he's got, like, me falling in love with Halo again, and I'm having a blast going over there. And at that point in time, I'm like... I don't give a shit about getting married or any of this stuff. I want to do this every day for the rest of my life, and I don't give a damn who thinks that's terrible. I just was having the time of my life. It was like a renaissance for Halo, LAN parties, you name it. And then MCC shits the bed. Um, Halo 5 beta is amazing, but then Halo 5 campaign shits the bed for Brian. Brian goes ghost, and Brian goes into figuring himself out phase, and I'm just there like, when you come back, I'll be here. Yeah. I'll be waiting, you know, and then Brian does a land party. So we catch up, but, um, we get to that second land party and I was just really happy because I thought, you know, Brian is honestly the guy that really carries that enthusiasm. You see it. And I mean, you guys listening, you know it. If you talk to him, if you've been a guest on the show, you know it, you've been in the discord, but like people, I mean, people gravitate to me and everything too. I'm not going to sell myself short, but people really would gravitate towards Brian's conversations. And I always noticed this when we would hang out, whether we were out eating, whether we were at a land party. Brian, we get people on a conversation and it would never turn toxic. And I have something I always noticed, like it wasn't ever an angsty conversation. Brian always empathized with people or he'd always be like, okay, I, I don't feel the same way, but I totally, I totally see where you're coming from. And Brian would shift the conversation and Brian just like, sometimes I don't want to talk about what someone else is interested in. You know, I just don't, you know, and we're all like that in certain ways, certain times. Brian would always entertain that with somebody, even if you could tell he wanted to talk about Halo. He'll talk to somebody else about why Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 2 is peak first-person shooter, you know, or something. And I'm listening to that over there. Meanwhile, I mean, we're going back and forth. We're all having fun. Brian's doing too many poppies. Or he's doing the I'm getting food. <laughs> Yeah, it was just fucking hilarious because like everyone starts cracking up and Brian starts changing the pitches. One minute it's I'm getting fucked. And his eyes are going wide, popping out of his skull. To I'm getting fucked. <laughs> Brian, what the hell, man? Stop. <laughs> you know what, Josh? I got, I want to tell this story before because I, I actually meant I'm pretty I'm much actually meant up. to tell this story on the podcast for like a year and I never have. So like Josh is talking about how like I'll say the stupid stuff and like it'll get people going. Well, usually. When I start doing something stupid, it never gets people to, to begin with. But I am so persistent, it eventually gets them. And there's the story <laughs> breaks them down. It does. There's the story with Creighton that I'll never forget because it was just hilarious to me. So, me and my brother Creighton live together, and he's in his bedroom on the computer playing StarCraft, and I am right outside his bedroom in the dining room playing StarCraft on my computer. So we're both playing StarCraft, and we're just playing. And randomly, I start for no reason at all. I just start going. Pasta, pasta in my backseat, noodles in my sauce. And I would just sing that over and over again. It made no sense. It had no... Yeah. Just pasta, pasta in the backseat, noodles in my sauce. Kept singing it. And Creighton <laughs> goes, what are you doing? And I'd just go, 
pasta, pasta in the back. And Creighton would be like, will you shut up? God. <laughs> and I keep singing it and singing it. And Creighton's like, why are you doing that? Shut Pasta, pasta in the backseat. And he just kept, and then eventually Creighton just got real silent. And I kept singing it and singing it and singing it after he'd like told me to shut up and everything. And out of nowhere, suddenly Creighton goes, Hasta pasta in the backseat noodles. <laughs> and we're just both singing Hasta pasta in the backseat noodles in my sauce while playing StarCraft. Yeah. And there was no, like, buildup of conversation that we're going to do this. I just, I forced my idiocy until he decided to join in. And that's usually how it goes. Uh, I, I do, I always feel bad that there, you know, when you bring up that, like, I don't mind that you bring it up at all, but there was that, there was that one night we were in the basement playing Halo and I just, every time I'd get killed, I'd just, I'd add a different slang to saying, I'm getting fucked. And then yeah. I do it like I'm questioning it, like, I'm getting fucked. You know, I just keep saying it different <laughs> yeah. ways and stuff. But, uh, no, but, you know, Josh, he's a compliment king. He was just saying really nice things about me. But look, Josh is the only one that it took forward into, uh, making a podcast with. Only Josh could be, the co-host of this podcast so it's crazy Look how all this. these memories were leveraged to make what i think Look is a pretty us. awesome podcast um but yeah so oh yeah best of both worlds oh absolutely um but so then after this 2019 party we had yeah. you know later that year well creighton got married then i got married later that year and then we started the podcast end of 2019 and then i did the same thing again for the third time i went on facebook put up the halo 2 cover and put halo 2 land party started inviting all these people and that was going to be held, listen for this date, you know where this is going, that party was going to be held March 2020, it was going to be the third one, and it was all planned out, and I even, you know, the COVID stuff started popping up, and I was like, this is a real big deal, and then I would go back and forth, I'd be like, oh, this is nothing, oh, I should be worried, oh, people are making a big deal out of it, gets to March, we're like a week or a couple weeks away from the slam party, and I'm telling people, we're going to have it still, I'm not going to let this stupid nonsense end our party and then i don't know like 10 days before it just everything that was like when the world kind of shut down and it became really serious and everyone and it was just really noticeable and it was like wow this is a big deal and it was like yeah the land party's canceled and it was like it was sad dead in the water it was dead yeah Yeah, because it was like there's no way everyone was disappointed this is like everyone was excited yeah, this is the heart of the moment, right? The heart of the of the COVID being at its its most scariest, where everyone's getting laid off and, and it's staying home, and it's March 2020, right? So, yeah, we had to cancel it, and and since then, you know, obviously all of 2020 and probably most of 2021 was very like COVID scary for most people, still having masks mm-hmm. and shots and all that. Obviously, this year hasn't right. really been so much that way. This year's been a lot more loose. So Feels maybe like we're coming out of it. Yeah, yeah, maybe we're entering a season where I would throw up that uh, that land party invite again and we we do that i think we're overdue for it obviously it's harder when josh and i live so far apart but you know it would be awesome to make that happen but uh yeah that, that's so that's kind of how the the you know the the resurgence of the land party came back and then it faded away because of covid but the cool thing now is i think we're in a really good place with halo infinite to maybe be the new type of land party because for us it was like halo 3 and reach were totally just as able to be land as halo 2 but I think what it was was like there's a lot of nostalgia for Halo 2, and then Halo Reach didn't have the uh, the core competitiveness the same way as Halo 2 did. So I really don't know why we didn't choose Halo 3 more than it was just nostalgia made us. Yeah, choose I mean we Halo swapped 2. around, but we always inevitably yeah inevitably landed on Halo 2. Sure. Oh, and I forgot, we man, tried the other. If Kyle's listening, man, I'll feel so bad. We forgot. There I was, was going to mention it. Yeah, there was one more files. land party that wasn't the so that was the last land party that I held before covid but we had a few months later before i moved away 
Uh, Kyle held a LAN party in his house. Uh, same yeah. kind of deal. Pizza, drinks, all the TVs, Xboxes. Uh, Creighton was there. My brother Creighton was there. Josh was there. Um, we had a great time. We That was the time where we really discovered how amazing Halo 4 Ricochet was. We finished the night oh my gosh. a bunch of yeah. Halo 4 Ricochet. Um, but uh, A lot of different people there I didn't even yeah. know, but I mean, we Kyle all had a friends. great time. Ricochet got super competitive. And uh, that match, we played a match that probably stretched out for like two hours. It just got to a point where we were like, "This is what we're doing," like yeah. the rest of the time. It was so much fun um, passing that ball. Kyle around, was great. Got to, to meet his um, got to meet his wife Wendy. They were great. Um, had uh, Casey's Pizza. I remember that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, that was a blast. Yeah, and I still had I think my fat Xbox One. I think I still had that at the time. Yeah, but um, that was a yeah. It was a, it was a great time. Great resurgence to be able to have that. And you know, for me, it was just an interesting journey because. Um, that was like uh, I was going through a rough time in my life in high school when that was there so it was a very positive experience to get me out meeting people I didn't know still hanging out with friends I did know like getting me out of my room getting me out of whatever I was going through at the time and then it kind of died off I moved away and that kind of effectively killed it but we had Xbox Live so then that carried over into that and then the game that I was always looking for that was like the next Halo it wasn't Brute Force it was Gears of War and then that took over for a while, and then Halo 3 came out, and then I was like, okay, well, I guess I've reached the pinnacle of Halo fun, and now I go back to Gears, and every, you know, then there started to be so many multiplayer I think games. there was an element of, that's why Halo, like having a Halo 2 LAN was so exciting, is you, you were on a, you were always chasing, you are on that, on that chase for so long, after Halo 2, it was like, what's the next thing? And Halo 3, Modern Warfare, Gears of War, Halo Reach, Halo 4, Halo 5, it, it was always a chase to the next thing, and I think there was, there was that moment when I started the Halo 2 LAN parties back up, it was just like, let's stop the chase. Let's go back. Let's yeah. have a Halo 2 LAN party. And it was yeah. just exciting to go back to that, you know? So. I was so uh, enthralled by it the last couple times I got to do it with Brian uh, Creighton and everyone. Because and, it was like, when you do a LAN party, at least for myself, it was like um, time stopped. And I didn't want it. I didn't ever want it to end. And I just thought... You know, we're doing one. I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be another one right on the corner, and there wasn't. It never really quite worked like that, but we did it as much as we could. And especially as adults, that was tough to pull off. Brian made it happen. Kyle made it happen, and it was amazing. Um, I never wanted it to end. I, there would be points where I would be mentally checked out, like I kind of want to take a break, but also I'd realize I don't know when I'm going to get to do this yeah. again. And that sort of dangerous uh, thought made me just push through and keep playing and keep playing and. Um, had a lot of fun times with it. I can remember Kyle. One specific memory was we're on Coag and Kyle and, and Brian are running atop that ridge. And I just went and picked up rockets. And Creighton and I are playing on the same TV, split screen. And I literally point to them as I'm staring at Brian and Kyle running. And I, I, lo- I looked at Creighton and I said, watch this. And then I shot, I shot the rocket out. And you see the when it's following them. And I led the shot. So it was going when, you know, the trajectory they were moving to. And then it killed him, and I just remember Creighton laughing. And it was, you know, it was just a good time. And then it's almost like, Josh, like look at that two as, idiot gophers up there. As that was happening, immediately then you hear Brian go, oh, 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 shit, oh, oh shit, oh, shit, oh, You know, and it was just real fun camaraderie, and, and Brian would get conversations going like, would you rather have a toad up your butthole halfway for 16 minutes, or would you rather have your nipples pierced by... I don't know a hammerhead shark. It's funny because you know, that, that, that never ends for me because literally just at work yesterday I was like, "Would you let Travis drive a fork truck blade right into your knee at 15 miles an hour 
for a million dollars. And then this guy's like, no, bro, I don't want to be able to walk. I'm like, I thought you were a hoe for money. Why aren't you doing it? You know, <laughs> he's like, bro, I want to be able to walk, bro. I'm like, a million dollars? What about 10 million? He's like, no, I want to be able to walk. I'm like, damn, dude, how much money do you need to lose a kneecap? It just this is my da- this is my daily life. <laughs> but that's what's funny. So we'd be there. Like the conversations wouldn't be as much about Halo, but it's taking a part in a Halo sandbox. Yeah. And then the conversations would just kind of go all over the place. Brian made it fun. Brian always made it exciting. It was never bored. It never felt awkward. Even if people were shy, people got laughing. Everyone was having pizza, blowing it up in the bathroom, coming back out, getting more rounds in. And you know we were going all you know, especially with the beauty of the Master Chief Collection. That's another thing that made it amazing. And it's the last couple. You just got to play all the different Halos across the board. We'd switch around. We, yeah, we always went back to Halo 2, but it was fun playing the different different modes, whether it was Territories or Juggernaut or regular Slayer, or we would do um, multi-team, you know, which was really fun to do. And that I had a great time with that. Um, some of the happiest times of my life just because it was a bunch of friends getting together for the same ideal. And, you know, especially in the later years when we did it, it really felt like in a sense, getting the band back together because you saw Brian would put that event out there and everyone signed up. Everyone was excited. Everyone wanted to forgo stuff because they knew how rare it was to have these now. So they thought, to show whenever you're say goodbye feeling, to the wife, say goodbye to the kid, everyone. Whenever you're feeling judged by someone, it's like I had dudes with like married with children who were like telling their wife, hey, in a month, I need this off for Brian's Halo 2 land party. I'm like, okay, yeah. They're like it's important, you know. There were people willing to spend next month's rent to fly across the country to play in a game at my house. Got the flag, I'm out the front! What it comes down to is getting together with people, being able to yell at them, being able to, you know, talk about, oh, it was so great when you killed me with that rocket, I didn't even know it was coming, you know? Shushka's aim is horrible. Oh my god. Being able to, like, reflect on the gameplay afterwards. Blue team got the most kills. I got the most kills. So I get one of the prizes. Uh... Dolbeck got most kills, and then Kingpin got one death because he just sat around like a pansy. But if he's watching this, he's a pansy. He knows. <laughs> what do you mean? It's not his voice thing, though. Yeah. Like, time to watch They probably think we're a little strange. <laughs> what do you mean? A little? a little? A little. It's a hobby Why? like any other, and, and every hobby has its own. A level of obsession or, or a level of interest. We're a social group getting together. Gaming used to be the domain of the geeks, and it's not really anymore. I got the flag. You got it? Oh shit, maybe not. I got it. Are we too old? I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Nah. To Halo 2? Halo 2. And Bungie. And Bungie.